Hello, and welcome to Smash Loot and Roll. When we last left our quartet of adventurers, they had been invited by Rainier to plunder the estate of the former open lord of Waterdeep, Rainier's father. Having an empty house to shop through, the group is surprised to encounter another, who steps into the room with Rainier and closes the door. Fearing for their patron's fate, our adventurers rush to his rescue. Let's join our group and see what fate has in store. Please enjoy episode 20, Unexpected Honesty. I'm just gonna like like run up there and just open the door. Okay. Like it's time Bowden, for stealth is done. Yeah. Bowden and Chip, you guys hear the pounding steps of somebody on the second deck running real fast. Kelgrace, you see him take off. You run, hit the door, open it up. Yes, I open the door. Yeah, I, I mean, I slam into the door yeah. and you slam bust into it the door, open. sort of bust in, do that stance, look around, and you get Rainier, and you're kind of surprised to see who you're looking at as you turn, mm. and you've seen her before. Rainier actually invited you to the summons at the palace when you met Laurel Silverhand. Is now standing there in front of you and Rainier. See, here I thought he was going to die. Like, I, <laughs> I completely misread the situation. So now I'm like, oh. As Caleb well, you're, turns. You're, yeah, so yeah, as, right? as, you, as you look in there, you realize that the image before you, the, the person standing before you, is not the same image you saw crossing. She looked a lot different. But you have that awkward stance there for a minute. She goes, well, I guess this meeting won't be as a secret as uh, I was hoping it to be. And she looks behind you and sees Kel Grace at the top of the stairs. She goes, would you be so kind as to uh, call your companions in? Rumble, 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 rumble. Here, here they come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. What yeah. is it? It's Laurel Silverhand. The open Lord of Waterdeep is in the room with Rainier and Adrock when you guys come walking up. What? What? Uh, going to hold back just a tiny bit because yeah. i just have a hinky feeling yeah keep that okay, feeling so I'm, I'm gonna kind of exposed, i'm gonna just be right so. out i'm gonna be right outside the door just listening she's like i'd prefer if you'd be inside make this a lot easier yeah no no i'm good you don't make I'm the good. rules here nobody nobody actually i do i'm the i am in charge of water deep yeah it's nice yeah but i i didn't go in yet so you don't know yeah. i'm there so that's fine yeah if you want to stay outside the door that's fine uh but she invite. She invites you in. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, she invites you all in. <laughs> you might be the only one living after this. Yeah. Maybe. Tell Grace. Where am I? Where would Where you, you like to be? be? Do you want to go into the room of doom? <laughs> I think I like to be behind the dragonborn. <laughs> the dragonborn's not going in. Yeah, dragonborn's so. at the top of the stairs like, nope, not going in. No, thank you. So, who's going inside the room with uh, the open lord of Waterdeep, Rhaenyra? And Bowden. I don't have much choice. Like I'm I'm in there. Like yeah. they they, yeah. they see me. It's... Yeah. So uh, the open lord Silverhand sort of looks around. She goes, Are your companions that leery that they want to stay outside? And she looks at you, Adrock. No, I uh, my internet went out. It's unstable, so I okay. missed everything you said. <laughs> you picked the wrong time to ask me a question. <laughs> That's not a problem. She looks at you, Adrock, and goes, Are your are your companions so uh so were they they'd rather stay outside because i could actually use the insight you may have gained from the your travels down south worried isn't the right word you aren't the same person i saw walking she goes no i can go unseen when i need to when when i when it needs to when it when it's appropriate so why are you here she goes a couple i have a couple questions for rainier that uh could not be done in a public setting and i was now that you you're here i'd actually like to hear the report of what you found in the south uh, you first. You're the one that's here for secret reasons. I'm here <laughs> shopping. She goes, okay. I was just wondering what uh, I would like to... And she looks at Rainier and she's like, basically, I need to question you about your father once you've known about his dealings here. And, you know, there's a... It's, it takes all of 10 minutes for them to rehash the exact same story you heard. You know, he's not been in contact with his father for about five or six years basically been estranged from it he's been living off his mother's endowment that or that was left to him his mother's wealth and other than that he has no clue why you know in the nearly 25 years of never you know his father being the open water lotter open lord of Waterdeep, uh he's never encountered anything like it you know and she asks do you know where he's at and he's like if he's smart, he's probably returned to his, you know, he's probably returned to the city up north. Never winter where he's going to be protected. Because you know, as well as I do, you won't raise a hand. Neither will any of the uh, Lord's Alliance raise a hand against him in his own city. And, you know, she confirms all that back and forth and everything. So you don't get much more out of that other than, you know, it seems like she's checking up on him. 
did did the did the former board have anything to do with the condemnation of the the coven of witches headed by Lexiara? Well, other than you know the laws allow him to delegate down to the magistrates that were in, that are in charge for laying out the rules. Because the word on the streets is that virtually everyone who was involved with that trial has gone missing or been murdered. Yes, and you not only is that a problem for you, uh, but you also appear to have uh, necromancers uh, raising an undead army, uh, and they may or may not be the same necromancers that are raising the bodies of the people uh, from the coven. Because they're definitely stealing them. Those are what my report, at least some of my reports have confirmed. I mean, you guys, your group was instrumental in reporting to the Griffin Riders about that and allowed them to find out about some strange dealings in the South where the farms were being wiped out. There's a lot of strangeness going on. And given the, you know, the visitors we've just had that have come and left the, come and left the area, the fact we've had, you know, we're Midsummer's Eve, which is a summer solstice and everything else. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. So I would actually like to ask your crew a favor and see if you'd like to help the city of Waterdeep protect, protect those here from whatever evil, might be conspiring against the city. Maybe okay. you can find out stuff that my guards may not be able to get to, or my or the city guards, or even the Griffin Riders could not find. Well, this is this is an honor. I uh, wouldn't say that. I can't, I can't what, what do you want to rest, ask us? I can't speak for the rest of the group, but <laughs> at least you're practical, uh, Master Adrock. She's like, no, it is not an honor. It is a is a task to protect the city. It is find out what is going on. Is there an actual necromancer threat? Why is the co- why is somebody seeking this covenant from twenty years ago? You know why was there an attack of werewolves and skeletons and other undead on the city two nights ago? There is a lot of strange pieces that have come up, but nobody seems to have any answers. And the best answer we have so far has come from you three. Well, at least it started off as three. It seems like you have gained a fourth member now. Our body was incomplete before, but now it is whole. <laughs> Chris bounces out. She's like, "Peace, I'm gone. I'm done. That was yeah. weird." Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no. She goes, uh, the three has become four. <laughs> you now have you, all your limbs are here. You are complete. Three, three of you, the three of you are new to Waterdeep. None of you reside here. None of you are well known. You investigating things will not look too unduly strange. And at the same time, if you disappear and nothing is ever found out, I do not have a total mess on my hands because of guards and everything else that are lost. But at the same time, if you find some, some type of scheme plotting against the city, that could be, that could well make a name for yourself within the circles, the nobility circles, as well as, you know, as well as outside. You get, you could become an asset to the city while having free roam, free reign of how you do stuff without having to answer to a chain of command. And I appreciate the honesty. It's like, well, you use what assets are available to you. We understand each other. <laughs> Internally, Adrock is thinking, man, she would, she would just push us off a pier if she had half a chance and she wanted to. Yeah, the the like if you're gone, it wouldn't create a big mess for me is a little bit of a turnoff. And of course, Bowden's sitting here thinking, we can help a lot of people. This is great. <laughs> she goes, My main concern is I do not wish to have any of the city magistrates or anybody else. You know, if if we discover that somebody within the city has orchestrated or helped in the attack that was recently here, it would already put a bad light on us. It would put a worse spotlight on the corruption that is already in the city from the removal of the previous open lord and there are probably still those that are loyal to him that probably need to be weeded out in a, in a manner that needs to be more subtle and done from a direction that they would not expect so like i said you guys would solve a few problems and hopefully bring about a good change to the city Rainier's like i can use my contacts and my wherewithal to find information inside the city but i am not one to go outside the walls that is not my thing. She goes, I would not expect anything less from, I would not expect anything less, but you do have three, maybe four companions that are quite hardy and quite capable. Who has the most information on this coven and on the trial? Because those are the two avenues, the two openings, leads we have right now. Um, I can answer probably, I can probably answer most of the questions about the trial. I am friends with uh, Emerald Hargrove and she was, she actually taught the coven. Uh, when they were druids, where they were practicing druids for a lo- quite a long time, and for some reason they decided to turn bad. You turn bad? Know, how? Turn bad in the way of, from what I've read about the trial, they would curse people, commit murders. 
I guess murders wouldn't be the right term. I mean, blood sacrifices, murders. But they were basically manipulating members of the city as they saw fit for their own benefit. Uh, they would curse farms to make them not grow. They took their druidic powers that they had and turned them to an evil bent. Uh, instead of being ones that would give life, they would take it. They would, you know, those that wish to talk to them about having birth of a child, you know, the child would not be born. You kind of name whatever you'd like to think, and they've probably in some way, shape, or form committed that type of crime against members of the city. Uh, their final crime, uh, as I've read, is they didn't pay their taxes. Didn't pay their taxes. <laughs> no, uh, no, that would uh that would be Renier's father, actually, who didn't pay his taxes. It would seem you seem to have more collector for the city. No, their final crime that actually brought them out was the uh exposure of one of the hidden lords as they started they exposed one hidden lord of the of the council and uh with threats of blackmail. Exposed him why? He was exposed for his dealings with uh a couple of different families saying that uh, he was exposed as a, a devil. You know, they claimed he was a devil worshiper, demons, and a couple other families. And it seemed from what the trial notes have said that it was more of a setup to remove him and the families from their place of power and nobility. So strip them and ostracize them from the city. What happened to him? The open Lord? No, the closed Lord. Oh, the closed Lord. I'm sorry. The hidden Lord? My, my bad. Uh, nothing. The, the Griffin writers actually were able to intercede before anything negative happened to the family or him huh. actually but he, the, was, but he was exposed at that point right so he was exposed which means he's can no longer hold the title of hidden lord and it goes to someone new I believe since then he goes and she goes i'd have to i'd have to check the records but i believe the family has since left and traveled uh down to baldar's gate to make a new living after the uh in, encounters they've had up here i, I oh. assume that any obvious uh rival of his was investigated thoroughly as being a part of the conspiracy. I would, I would, I have no doubt they were, but given that there was a covenant in play already, I think most of the people just moved towards that. Before they were, um, before they were criminals, where were, where were they located? Where were their, where did they hang out? Oh, as I said, most of them were actually all five of them were practicing druids being taught by Emerald Hargrove. Anywhere outside the city that they would convene. Uh, at Emerald's Farm, actually, is where they were mainly. It's actually where a lot of the training was. I mean, she runs one of the most unique farms in the area with some of the most fantastical fruits and vegetables that are grown that you could only find in her farm outside of this area. We've been there. It's wonderful. Yeah. Or was. Yeah. Before they were um, all killed. No, Emerald Hargrove wasn't. That farm oh. wasn't destroyed. It was Harbro. Harbro, oh. yes. Hol- ah. it's actually, it's, it's Hollow Grove. Excuse right. me. It's Hollow Grove, sorry. I believe all of them lived in the South Ward near the Trade Ward, because I believe the leader of the Covenant was a widow. Her husband was a sailor, and the, the ship was ship uh, was sunk in a storm on one of its merchant ve- vessels. But other than that, I don't have a lot of information on that side of it. She goes, "I can definitely get you access to more detailed records." I simply glanced over the records out of curiosity when I've I learned that the the tomb of the witch leader had been. Or the body of the witch leader had been, or the covenant leader had been taken. Well, all the rest of them have been taken too. That is unfortunate. What about the other tombs that were located there? One was, uh, one was opened. Uh, the one with uh, Gorgon Ironbane. Uh, we we took that spirit down. There were the would be the would be lich. Well done. The uh, thank you. Uh, there were four bodies taken by the cultists that we could determine: Garmina Smythe, Kelwin Sykes, Morgan Inswood, and Aria Black. There were two left: uh, Grand Dark Tree and some unnamed, uh, obvious vampire character of some sort. Just like I've read about at least the vampire, uh, they've never given him a name, but they said he was always they. They've said that, and uh, Dark Tree was a necromancer from probably going on over 50 years ago that they that they found inside the city i see so he would he just happened to be there already i guess yeah that he goes she goes the mound down there that you the tomb that you found was used to dispose of some of the worst creatures that were encountered inside of water deep it was one time at holy ground and greatly protected by magics and some other stuff but i think over time especially under neverwinter's watch the job of protecting the city from or the job of protecting that 
location sort of fell fell to the wayside. And and Lexiara herself was entombed beneath Father Dumas's church. Is that where she was? Yeah, Father Dumas could not stand to see his uh, sister-in-law uh, buried out buried outside in the uh, tomb. So he was granted that small reprieve. But what? Hold, please. Lexiara was was Father Dumas's sister-in-law. Yes. Uh, perhaps the mother of the missing niece. Yeah, she did. Uh, I believe she had. I believe she did have a child that uh, Father Dumas took uh, was taken care of. I don't know much more about that. Well, the niece is missing. She was missing the night of the events. Was the entire church raised in the? Uh, everything was destroyed except for the. It was all burned down except for the the tomb underneath, right? Yeah, the tomb. Yeah, pretty much about seventy percent of the church was the chapel was destroyed. I mean, it could be rebuilt. It does take a lot of time. So who was? What? I know we're getting rather obscure here, but what do you know of his brother? Which I assume would be his. It would be Lexiara's husband. Oh, he was a um, he was a sailor that was lost at sea on a merchant vessel, That's, Hexton. 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 H-E-X-A-T-O-N. Was she living with Dumas before or what during the events? Was Lexia living with Dumas? Lexiara. Uh, given that she was I, married to his brother and the brother died at sea, sometimes widows will reside with the families of the of their you know their spouse. Unfortunately, I don't know. Um Emerald might, but I couldn't there was at least from what I've read that. I, there's nothing I can tell you on that aspect of uh, how she lived or anything else. Well, is it common knowledge that Lexiara was was Dumas's sister-in-law? I doubt it. Okay. Uh, it might have been it might have been more knowledge back then, but I, I just didn't want to take I, I didn't want to approach it. I didn't want to ask Father uh, Dumas about it and have him come back and say, "Well, yes, of course, everybody knows that." <laughs> <laughs> He goes, it's probably not, but uh, you know, why you're thinking now that you've got that revelation and everything else, you sort of think back to Father Dumas's sort of jitteriness with your conversation, and you know, as as you revealed, you you got the distinct impression he was hiding something. Uh, there might have been more to his story than what he told you, even outside of the manor. Yep. Bum bum bum. As candle keep turns. <laughs> She goes, well, my time is running short. I am, I do need to get back. As the open Lord, I can only be gone from my duties for so long. She goes, but uh, I will have, since Rainier is going to, as he says, not leave the city walls, we can at least run contacts through Rainier from, from me to you. And you can keep us informed. Or the captain of the, he goes, actually, I hear you're, you've made acquaintance of one of the Griffin Riders, Lady Penelope. Yes. Either herself or the captain of the guard, Julius, would be a good way to reach me as well. Excellent. We appreciate that. I, I know I will do what I can to try and get whatever information it is, because this is obviously not something that will leave the city better than it, than it was when it started. So I am pretty sure you understand that, uh, you know, magic is accepted within the city. You know, you, you've seen all the stuff that's gone on, but necromancy and some of the darker and some of the darker arts and darker sides of magic need to be kept in its place. The average water Davian does not understand the deeper components of the weave and how things work. So too much disturbance can upset the balance of the city. I'd rather not have that happen right now. If you follow me. I understand. And also we just don't want a lot. We don't want any more people to get hurt. <laughs> lawful neutral versus lawful good fight. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, well, I look forward to hearing how, you resolve how you how you resolve the, the task at hand as do we <laughs> <laughs> she smiles and she looks at her she goes good day she turns and walks out of the room and uh walks down the hallway towards one of the far doors on the uh, far doors on the opposite sides of the hallway opens is, up and steps inside if nobody stops her did Bowden get his nose out of her ass before um yeah before she walked out of the door <laughs> okay. he's a dwarf she sure just she just sort of stepped over him I'm a dwarf. It's always there. <laughs> I turn around and my nose is in somebody's ass. <laughs> Don't you notice the dwarven greeting just like dogs? Right. <laughs> Anytime they got to say hi to the taller races, it's always the dwarf nose in the ass. 
Although, best of my recollection, Adrock is still a, a, in the the. Uh, no, uh, I was I was I was put back to my normal height. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not four foot six anymore. I'm back to six four. Oh, okay. Thank God. <laughs> we I should have chosen. Have I should have chosen an even number like six six. That way, I would nothing would have changed. Although Calgrace is taller than you, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So Rainier sort of looks at you, the two of you, and like, well, that was unexpected. Unexpected that we would bust in or unexpected that you'd meet her here. Unexpected that the open lord would actually take time to come see me. Kind of surprises me. And you see him sort of stand in the desk and he's toying with it looks like a he's picked up a, a piece of wood. And he's just sort of, you know, doing that end over end flick of it. Um, and as you're looking around on the desk, you notice that it's like there's some things that are smashed. It's like he's picked up a piece of a broken, some type of decoration that was on the desk. He's, he's playing with it, looking at you guys. He's like, well, so what'd you find? Have you uh, decided to, to completely raid my father's, my former father's estate for uh, redecorating the manor? Absolutely. <laughs> he goes, well, then if you'll show me or tell me how you have it all marked, I will see, uh, we'll get a, we'll hire a crew to get it clean pulled out of here and sent back to uh the tavern oh don't worry it will tell you <laughs> i think we left it to kyle to do the marking take this take this, <laughs> take this. so you let him know yes like you, you put a spell on stuff he's like oh, okay well that makes it simple he's like okay well i was kind of hoping that uh are you, are you okay yeah he's a little disappointed i was hoping to take my father's his I, lack of a better term i don't know what to call it but it was he looks at he looks down on the desk where all that like smack like that like a broken box is. He goes, I call this my father's magic box. It's a very strange thing he kept on his desk. He's like, of, of all the items I have, would want to take out of here as a sentimental thing. This is the one I remember most fondly as a child. He goes, "This is a strange little box. It's a, you know, you take a look at it, Bowden, as you sort of you kind of figure it might have been a box that was like twelve inches tall." maybe 12 inches long and about eight inches wide mm-hmm. is decorative as the, you know, the nice woodworked office and everything else. He goes, but Rainier's continues on. He's like, yeah, it was actually kind of fun as a child because every time I come in here, I could put an item in here, close the lid and open it. It'd be gone. So it was kind of neat to play with. Where would it go? <laughs> Honestly, I've never known. And my father never told me I, I did get one hell of a, uh, thrashing the first time i told him i uh i put something and played something in the box and was using it but and after that and i was warned never to do anything again so i just stopped telling him i played with it did you get anything back from after putting them in the box no <laughs> nothing ever came back it was it was kind of fun to make things disappear anything i wanted to get rid of i could sneak in here and dump it in the box and get rid of it for me Adrock, do you do you recognize um, anything off of this box? Any sort of sigil or anything? I'm going to do an arcana check. Is anybody else proficient in arcana? Chip, That's what were you saying? Oh, it's just those items were never found, a, found, found heard from. I never got them back, so I would assume if my father knew how to retrieve them, he never did. Add, um, add, add, a, add a, a d4 to that. You bless them? Yep. Well, not a bless. It's a, what's the other thing I can do? <laughs> well so if you're if you're rolling i can give you advantage because i no, have i'm not heard, rolling have, i'm not rolling i'm, I'm just giving no, you chip support. chip rolled but i can give you i can give you um advantage to it chip so roll again and take the higher of the two how do i add the advantage you just since just you've roll already rolled one time. just roll yeah. a second time oh, right. and add four to whatever it is uh, it's, it's the guidance cantrip guidance so you rolled a 19 it looks like with your plus four so you were doing a arcana, arcana check on the box. Yep, just a second. The teleportation box. Yep. That he doesn't realize is a teleportation box. Is it actually just an incinerator? Yeah. <laughs> it, it held a small sphere of annihilation. Go ahead, stick your nose in it. Yeah. See what happens. That's not my nose. <laughs> That's not the box. So. You do an arcana check, Chip, and you start picking up various pieces of the broken boxes there, and you realize that some of the markings on it would lead you to believe that the the magical uh, abilities of it were abjuration. Abjurations, you know, you know, they can be protective spells. I'm oh, sorry, conjuration would be the correct one. 
conjuration magic is definitely what's needed to is the class of magic as the uh, school of magic that'd be used to make things teleport to different places and you rolled a 19 and you actually pick up one of the markings and you take a look at it and with your background you realize that you've actually found the piece of the inscription on it that would that would define where it goes to and it simply says the vault the the vault does it yeah it has it ring a bell for anybody? No vaults. What's the vault? I mean, I know what a vault is. But <laughs> Rainier sort of looking at you. He's like, "There's actually an inscription on it, Chip." Rainier asks, "He goes, you found an inscription?" Yeah. Yeah, you found an inscription that's read the vault. No, it just says the vault. <laughs> okay, that's. Oh, he goes. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe my father one time had a, uh, you know, place to send stuff to that he called the vault. I don't know, but. Is this something that I might know about from my smuggling times? Give me a... I mean, it sorry. sounds like a smuggler's paradise. Yeah, yeah it, it does sound like a smuggler's paradise. And uh, Give me a history check there, Kelgrace. <laughs> um, three plus two. I'm no longer the worst roller. <laughs> yeah, I am not happy to take that title. <laughs> There's always been rumors and legends about various people in Waterdeep that will hold or create secret vaults to hold whatever treasures or riches they deem they want to keep secret from stuff. There is one legend that you know that's pretty common, that supposedly there is a, a vault hidden in the city that is supposed to be like the holy grail of storing stuff. But other than that, it's, it's, it's more one of those uh, bullshit stories that you always hear of like, hey, this is where the city, this is where the, the rich keep all their treasures and everything else to where nobody can find. That's why, you know, certain families, they can't, when you go to steal something from them, it's like, there's nothing there because they somehow have managed to hide their treasure beyond the reach of even the most skilled thief. That is not fun. Yeah. So, so it's either uh, find where these uh, witches and this necromancer are or find a vault in the city. Or are they in the vault in the city? <laughs> uh, dun dun dun. Rainier, are you familiar with this vault thing? Because every noble family has some secrets they want to keep hidden. So I wouldn't expect it to be anything more than, you know, some well protected room in some part of the city or maybe in one of the banks. Is he prevaricating? Uh, English. Is he that, was that was an SAT something? word. Give me an insight. Give me an insight check there, Bowden. Is he lying? <laughs> It's like, okay, you stumped the DM on that. He one. is the most honest person I have ever encountered. How would he, why would I even think that? What, what was I thinking? Um, we just got to stop letting him roll. Like, <laughs> no one's ever going to find out any information in the game if we give, keep letting him my, roll. I need to give myself my own uh, guidance. <laughs> you might want to for the future. You know, with a seven, I mean, it's not that he's lying. It's it's more of, you don't, you don't get the impression that he's lying about the knowing about a secret vault that everybody keeps, but he's, you get the impression that he probably knows his father at some point had various, at least some place to store the most valuable of valuables somewhere. Makes sense. He's not telling the whole truth. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he was here to try and get, get his hands on some of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He goes, well, if you guys found everything you're looking for that you want to redecorate our uh, establishment with, we can head on out. Okay. Oh, make sure to point out something. If we, there's something that we missed, make sure to point it out. <laughs> I guess he's like, can... I really, he's like, I really have no, he's like, I haven't lived here in probably seven years. We'll, we'll take another hour or so to just, yeah. you know, make sure we didn't miss something particularly useful or good. If you can imagine what's in a manor house of a, of a once open Lord of Waterdeep of how they live and everything else, there's probably all sorts of neat stuff in there. Other than that is, you know. And now they're all saying, take me, take me. <laughs> <laughs> Rainier's like, I'm gonna need a bigger crew. <laughs> need a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where would you, like, well, I'll head back and uh, go arrange a crew to go collect this stuff, unless you guys want to. All right. No, I think I think you've got better contacts than we do. So right. I think we also have to have a conversation with the uh, with Lady Penelope and or her captain. Oh, Chip. One thing I forgot to mention about uh, Rainier's estate is in the office area was the stack of a bit of a library wall of books and everything else so i apologize for not mentioning that earlier would you classify them as manuscripts 
Well, they're all manuscripts of various types and books and everything else. Everything on like the the treatises of law to the history of Waterdeep to, to even some romance novels is a collection of books that he has up there. And Renair, how important are these to you? <laughs> like they're my father's books. I could really care less. Okay, take them. He's like, I can have them all brought back to the manor if you want to. I mean, there's probably about 30 or 40 books. I would be much obliged if I could have them brought to the manor. He's like, because it seems like you are a well-read young gnome, so uh, I'll be happy to entertain, well, entertain really, that. Oh, I do like to read. Yeah. Skip just one of the re- romance novels. <laughs> there are there are some uh, interesting titles that catch catch your attention. The uh, Water Drowned Maiden. <laughs> My favorite. Yeah. Water Deep's Best Times bestseller. <laughs> The dwarf and the dragon. <laughs> that the should don- be the a... donkey and the dragon. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay, we're not going to go down those paths. <laughs> As you guys head out, what do you guys would like to do for the day? Or... I was talking Shrek. I don't know what path you were talking about. <laughs> That's why I said let's not even okay. go down that path. Donkey. <laughs> well, we we uh... definitely wasn't talking about the Tijuana show. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. Okay, <laughs> the donkey show. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, that <laughs> could also be a title. Anyway. The, ra- um, the rating of this show just went right through the roof. Yeah, no, it's explicit now. <laughs> well, we, we need to uh either get a lead, because right now we're kind of lacking in leads on where to look for these uh the necromancers, necromancer or ers, or we need to find the vault, sounds like. Well, Father Dumas has got some serious explaining to do, and we also need to check in with the the, the Griffin Riders. So we can do that real quick. Yeah, okay. just real quick. Absolutely. <laughs> Text them. <laughs> Text them over, check in real quick. Right. <laughs> um, it doesn't take you long. I mean, you guys can take a moment to go outside, flag down one of the actual city guards, and they can contact the Griffin Riders for you. And Lady Penelope, it, about an hour after you reach out to the local guards, the Lady Penelope comes riding down to meet you guys and uh with all the grace that you've known her to land and everything else with her mounts you see once again it's one of those things as she lands and goes to get off the mount she winds up gracefully on her butt as her <laughs> mount seems to always like to shift at the very last moment as she tries to dismount stands up punches him in the side and dusts herself off she goes Bowden, uh adrock and ship it is good to see you all again oh, i hear you uh you uh would like to speak with me we're and trying knows, to figure... uh, Who's your big friend? <laughs> oh, so sorry. This is Kelgrace. Hi. Nice to meet you. Because I'm Lady Penelope. Uh, it's very nice to meet you. She's a small human, probably about 5'1". Got the reddish blonde hair. Uh, almost speaks, not that high, not to a high-pitched voice, but you could definitely tell the voice could shift to crack glass if she does it correctly. Great. <laughs> but she does have a higher-pitched voice, but... uh. Uh, go ahead, Bowden. Oh, we, we were we wanted to uh, at least convey some of the information that we had discovered uh, after our expedition to the tombs of the the, the witch coven. Uh, following the the events of the other night, with the uh, the, the stealing of Lexiara's corpse from the tomb beneath Father Dumas's church, uh, we went south to the tombs to see if something has happened to the other corpses and were shocked. Yes, shocked to find that something was happening to them. Uh, They were being stolen by a collection of necromancers and werewolves and the undead. Uh, Unfortunately, the, the, the leaders got away, but we did at least identify which of the corpses they had stolen and uh, managed to take out at least a few of their lackeys before they managed to escape. Do you think this has anything to do with the attacks on the southern farms? We can't draw a direct line between those things, but it all seems to be happening in and around the South Ward, and it, it all seems to be happening at least in some way associated with the, the, the Witch's Coven that was associated with, with Emerald Hollow Grove. So it's altogether possible. Yeah, I, we, we just uh, got word that uh, 
Yeah, well, Har- Har- uh, Hollow Grove had asked uh, to. She informed us that uh, she had sent a couple of her. She uh, a couple of her group had gone out to help investigations, and they've disappeared too. So it seems like there is a there is something going on that seems to be all connected. She goes, if I remember correctly, they they said they went into the woods woods to the east and haven't been seen since they left a couple of days ago. So mm. it sounds like we may need to check in with Emerald and perhaps see if there's some way we can find out what path they took and hopefully rescue them or stop whatever may have hurt them. Okay, well, that's a good point to do so. Uh, she goes, I will definitely let the, she goes, I'll let the captain know that we need to send a group to the, uh, at least down to the uh, tomb and seal it for good. Make sure nobody can ever get back into it and dispatch whatever's left in there. That's a oh. good idea. Um, Although well, apparently they were teleporting in and out. So I don't know how much short of collapsing the entire thing. I don't know how much that would help. She goes, we have a couple very zealous um, artificers within our, within our ranks that would probably jump at the challenge to see if they could bring down a, mount, a small mountain like that or a small hilltop. <laughs> so do we. <laughs> he goes, but uh, yeah, we've been kept busy ever since the night of the attack. You know, we're still tallying up the uh, still getting reports of missing and dead and things like that. So uh, if you don't mind, if there's nothing else, she goes, I'd love to uh, catch up with you and have a drink sometime, but uh, I'm still on, I'm still on duty. I, I, I appreciate that. And you've given us at least uh, good information that of something that we can follow up on. And thank you for your time. Yep. As gracefully as her mouse lets her gets back <laughs> up and they leap into the air and everything else. So you can see her and her mount have a love hate relationship. I really mm-hmm. thought you said mouse for a moment, and I was this was not working. Yeah, the the Sorry. the Griffin mouse. <laughs> yes, well, that's what, I could not picture that one. She's short, but she ain't that short, yeah. right? She leaps in the air, and the town goes. The city goes. You know where you stopped in the the one of the town squares is enough to get people's attention to see a Griffin rider land. You guys talk to him, take off, and everything else, and head off head off about your uh, merry way. All right. Well, I got I got nothing until dinner time. So okay. it's up to you guys. Chip Gelgrace. This is the Bo- most amount of uh, people I've talked to in broad daylight in a very long time. <laughs> You're like, what am I doing up when the sun's up? Really, I'm not. I'm not a fan of this. Yeah. There's nothing else you guys are gonna do immediately. Uh, we'll just fast forward to dinner when uh, right. when uh, Father Dumas comes back. Meet you guys for dinner. Um, can we like ream him out a little bit for not telling us that he barely you want to ream him? You can ream <laughs> no, him. It's not what I said. Out. You can I ream think him out. Scolding. Correct. I mean, like not not telling us that his you know niece was related to the coven leader seems kind of like a big deal. I agree that there's definitely a concern that he did not share that piece of information. But at the same time, perhaps he might get more defensive if we immediately leap on to him about that i mean that's fair she's gonna say hi first (laughs) (laughs) one of my you know my expertise is not in politics (laughs) in fact i'd prefer to stay far far away from it okay she may not say hi first but i might not say hi first maybe i'm not the person you want to talk to him i'll go into fires for you but mm, this is not my job Well, um, Bowden still has to clean the brown off his nose before we talk to uh, him. <laughs> oh, I'll just use your fancy pants. I can ask him. <laughs> yeah, oh, the gnome can ask him. There we go. There we go. A very unthreatening gnome. So, Father Dumas meets you guys at you know around dinner time. It's a bit noisier than you would exp- you're kind of used to going in and out of the manor uh, for the simple fact you're like. There's people we here. actually have patrons in here that are paying money, but man, it's a bit of a ruckus type uh, stuff going on. And uh, it looks like Rainier has found another group of entertainers. Unfortunately, they, they seem to like the percussion instruments for the sounds. Ah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and six flagons in, it's it's it gets nice and quiet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Father Dumas is like. Well, it's good to see you all again. Uh, dinner, you guys have some 
food and drink and everything else and uh, actually starts he goes well I, I guess it's you know we've done through all the pleasantries so why don't I just simply let you know what I've found out so far unfortunately it looks like four of the jurors for that trial have also vanished two of them uh, two other additional jurors from what I found out were also killed that night how many jurors are left uh seven i believe and not all everybody's body was found just the the ones you said were killed bodies are found correct some of the families have not seen not seen not seen the individuals since the night uh the two jurors that were found dead that also had their hearts removed it does not bode well for others of what's going on well your, your niece's safety is about most important so is there anything <laughs> no, I even dropped. I made a couple stops at places I knew she would. Uh, she has friends with, and they have not seen her as well. Unfortunately. Side note: Kelgrace is having a really hard time keeping her mouth shut. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chip grabs Kelgrace's clawed hand, like it'll be okay. I pat easy it dragon, easy dragon. Your steps are so shiny. Uh, is uh, her friends? Do they have any extracurricular activities you know of? <laughs> right. They seem to enjoy going to some of the fashion Ooh. culture that goes on within the city. I sometimes wonder if they bring my niece along as a joke, since uh, she sort of absconds the same type of fashion sense that they do. Like uh, in fashion, what kind of fashion? I'm si- I'm sorry, say again. Wiccan fashion? Any any particular type of fashion? Oh, they seem to be most of her friends seemed, especially the the no the preening noble circle she seems to have gotten herself in with. They seemed it's the fashion of the weak, as I, I like to call it. They seem to revel in the pettiness of the I get I because I really don't know how to explain because it's not as not as my area, but there are various fashion fashion Nobles seem to be taken with how they look and how they present themselves. And it so seems they like to be the, the ripped mom jeans and crop top look is what we're going for right now. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently not them. They seem to be well they seem to like to outdo themselves in the dresses and you know, which seamstress or artist can make the best clothing, things like that. Um, but they always seem to have they they seem to have no problem bringing my niece along as part of the crowd, even though she dresses in a much darker fashion than most of them. Uh, DM, I, is there a way to tell if, if Dumas wears rose-colored glasses, or is he hiding? Go ahead and give me an insight check. I, I pat I pat Chip on the shoulder. You've got this. Add a d4. So go ahead and roll a d4 and add that. Me or Bowden? You. Oh. You're pretty sure he's got more rose-colored glasses on with regards to his niece? Given the fact, you know, this is you thinking, Chip, given the fact that you've learned that Alexia may have, you know, she may have been a young girl when her parent, when her mother was tried and killed for witchcraft, he may be taking a much gentler approach to how he views her and how he deals with her. But he takes a much harsher approach to the more secular side of the world and how nobility interacts. Almost think of it like, you know, somebody watching like the New York fashion shows and everything else where you've got that type of crowd that comes around they always have somewhat of an outsider with them looking in um turning to my colleagues like do we want to speak with her friends oh i was aware of that he's like yeah i can point you in the direction to a a couple of a couple different uh friends that she hangs out with i mean viren is uh viren castellan is one that she seems to spend the most time with is there other parts of her family, perhaps, that she went to? Does she have any family other than you? Unfortunately, no. She does not. Both her mother and father are deceased. There's an opening. Somebody take it. <laughs> I, was hoping, I was hoping he would. <laughs> How did they die? <laughs> <laughs> well, well played, Chip. Her father was a sailor, a uh, merchant sailor, and he unfortunately was lost at sea. About the time Alexia was eight years old, and her mother, unfortunately, uh, uh, due to grief, and uh, she just seemed to not take it very well. And uh, 
threw herself um, off the cliff. <laughs> that's a polite way of saying suicide, but uh, yeah, she she killed herself. The table gets very I, gets very do I, chill. Do I, do I have to hold back now? Like, at what point can I start flipping tables? <laughs> Whatever you like. But does, does, does he notice that it just got really chill? It got really really cold. He does, but at the same time, he if this is the, you know he, he's gonna he's gonna stay with his 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 story, and that's the end of it. He stuck. He threw his story out there, and he's sticking to it. Yeah. Okay. If you're gonna uh, run the con, run the con. Right. <laughs> All right, Kel Grace, you're up. <laughs> I take my hand off your. <laughs> I now have. I now have permission. Permission. <laughs> oh boy, how do I play this one? I mean, so. Burnham. What? Burn him. Burn him. Yeah. Just, not, just literally, not literally. Not literally. He is still a friend. Kelgaris <laughs> has got smoke sort of curling up out of the sides yeah. of her mouth. Do it. Gives a new, a new, uh, a new meaning to uh, smoke coming out of your ears. Ooh, sick burn. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, all right. So I'm going to go with Kelgrace, just smacks a hand down on the table. Okay. And stares Father Dumas down just give me, at, like give me the intimidation there check there, Kelgrace. It's not my highest. Luckily, Kelgrace luckily Kelgrace is small and delicate. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 18. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely do it. How do you and I this? say and I say nothing. And I make my bl- face completely blank. And we just stare. It would seem like you do not agree with something I said. Continue. I'm not sure what your meaning is. But it would seem that you actually know more than you're letting on for the moment. It's generally the case. Yes. So you know the truth about Alexa's mother. We do. We all do. Very few still remember that that kind of leaked to keep it that way for alexa's sake that we understand but we're also looking to try and save the people of the city so i think what he's saying nicely that i'm not willing to is you know the outright lie that you just told us is hurting people the outright lie that her mother threw herself off the cliff or the out, or what lie are you referring to uh, who her mother was, because that entirely changes the motive of why she may be missing. You are correct. Her mother was the leader of the coven. Um, but my sister-in-law was a very good woman before that, and something's corrupted. Something corrupted her, or maybe the loss of her husband drove her mad. I do not know which. But I did not want to destroy a young girl with the knowledge that her mother had turned so evil that she would curse people to the point of driving them insane enough to kill themselves or even committing murder. Fair. But if this friendship and relationship is going to continue, I feel like you need to be honest with us. Well, I have known you for all of maybe a day. I mean, that's fair. And I've known known the rest of you for all of two or three days. Maybe in time I would have said something more, but I did not feel that you had any reason to know anything different or did I believe it would make a difference? Well, the big difference in this particular circumstance is that as we've seen, there's necromancy involved. And if there's some sort of connection that above and beyond the court case where your niece's life could be applied to even resurrecting her mother, that has to be taken into consideration. I honestly never thought he goes, I am not ignorant of the way of necromancy and the arcane arts outside of the divine, but what benefit would it serve to take the daughter's life? He's like, I don't believe the taking the daughter's life to bring back the mother would work. But as I said, I am that is not my area of expertise. I'm not suggesting necessarily they would take her life, but they do seem to be looking for parts and what more powerful part than the actual blood and flesh of the deceased could be more powerful i not looked at it that way as i said her circles that she writes she 
goes with is she seems to have drawn herself into some of the some of the nobility families, and mainly the the one friend she hangs on the best is uh, Castellan's eldest daughter, Castellante's eldest daughter. We we know her, right? <laughs> uh, Viren, yes, you know Viren. So that would be the place to start. Then in the South Ward, they seem to oh, what's the name of that tavern? They seem the to yawning be, the yawning portal. No, I, the, the yawning portal is definitely not one place that the uh, that group would go to. It's it's a little bit more rough and tumble than they care to. It's not the the snuggly as, duckling. It's not the bourgeois. It's not the uh, type thing they do. In it's the, not bougie. It's not bougie enough for them, as it, I guess I'd say. <laughs> she goes, right. but no, the uh, it's more of a. She, and Father Dumas looks at you, Kel Grace, and goes, which, which one did you say again? Which one what? The tavern name? I heard you say something, the duckling? Well, the snuggly duckling. You are correct. A lot of fashion shows go on there, and uh, a lot of designers. Okay. I not, appreciate... We're talking literal fashion shows, right? We're not talking something euphemistic here, right? No, we're talking literal fashion shows, different dresses, things like that. Lots of things that can happen at fashion shows, my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Not at dwarven fashion shows. They're usually very straightforward. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's all Uh, about the armor and steel. Right. And in this particular attire, you can see absolutely no flesh. And the dragon can't penetrate it. <laughs> oh, Father, I do appreciate your candor, and I understand why you didn't want to tell us the uh, the objection that I had is that we were quite willing to put our lives on the line to try to find her, and we didn't have all of the information. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes uh, one can be blinded when it is when family is involved. Understood. Somebody's got a little fashion clock going off in the background. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> it's them damn Yankees. <laughs> he goes, in the future, I will be... I will work to be more open and honest when it comes to what's going on. He says, the best information I have is what I've given you outside of uh, the knowledge of who my sister-in-law was and who the daughter and who my niece is. I prefer to not, especially if this coven actually does come into play. I'd prefer not to. Uh, I don't even know what I was, what I'd prefer Wait, not to you, do. But you have our confidence. We will not. Yes, we will you. not share with with anyone. We can understand how to not ruin mm-hmm. a kid's life because of the poor decisions or illness of of a mom. I appreciate that. He goes. I do know that. Uh, I did. Sp- I did speak with the uh, members of Emerald's Enclave, and uh, I was disappointed to hear that uh, they believe two of their members have have disappeared in the forest out to the out to the east, searching f- uh, for the undead that you get that your companions encountered when they before they came to Waterdeep. We're we're concerned that that may be our next path of investigation as well. Adrock, just uh, thinking back to from the la- from when you did the investigation of the circle in the in the tomb that Bowden so meticulously destroyed with his vial of with his flask of water, <laughs> you recall being able to read the destination in the uh, in the teleportation circle. It was simply called the fort. Now we have the fort and the vault. Yeah. Did the internet go out of the most inner-tomb times there, Adrock? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, as you recall from being in the uh, the tomb, you took a look at the destroyed teleportation circle, and we were able to figure out the destination known as the fort. So is there a fort on a map that I can look at? No, but... It's as just you... a place, the fort. Oh, here yeah, it is. Just, yeah, <laughs> this is like, easy. No, no. But it's one of those things they instead of looking at Ford on a map, mention it to Father Dumas, you get the distinct impression that there is a old set of forts surrounding the outermost edge of Waterdeep uh, that have been abandoned for years. Wunderbar. That sounds like a, a, a good place to uh, to go next. That sounds like where I'd hold up if I were an evil cult. Yeah. 
once again, Kelgrace wonders why. Why am I doing this? Kelgrace <laughs> is like, can I tap out now? And I'm not. You know, I, I'm too far in to not care. <laughs> but really. But you don't want to care. I don't want to care. Leave the city to its demise. You're not. You're not. You're not. You know, rubbing elbows with the the highest of the highest society within all of uh, Waterdeep. Yeah, this is this is not this is not my crowd. <laughs> well, uh, I'm surprised you didn't pick her pocket. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it took a lot of restraint, a lot. I figured that would not help the group, and I am trying really hard. <laughs> and, and so next time, I think that we uh, we power up on um on uh, supplies and we go check out the fort am i picking pockets for supplies because i'm okay with that i mean we can buy them <laughs> like we we have a business we're not I just, beggars i got some really itchy fingers my friend oh yeah do it just really, don't... i've been really really good don't, don't do just it don't on show our... the dwarf don't do it on our it. customers yeah. fair, fair. They'll, they'll wreck us with yelp reviews fair all right i'm good with that I'm good with that. Mm. Oh. Well, you guys have spent pretty much all of Shield Meet Day. Not get, celebrating. Not celebrating, <laughs> but gathering information and uh, learned uh, quite an interesting tidbit about the uh, intricate relationship of all the players from the trial and the covenant and the witches and everything else. And uh, I think I need a little bit. Of, yeah. I, I, and uh, Father Dumas is of, is of well agreement of we all need a drink and uh, we'll bring it to a close of you guys having a bit of a nightcap and uh, trying Can to I patch- ask a question first. Yeah, sure. Um, if let's just say I happen to imbibe a little bit too much um, with my non dwarven alcoholic consumption, do you? Rate, do you drink um, fireball, by the way? Well, that, that was part of what I was thinking about, number one. And number two, can I do any cool party tricks with my fire breath? Yeah, with the higher dwarf with the higher uh, dwarven spirits that you pick up, you can definitely be one of those fire breathers to make it, you know, you get the right different mixes of alcohol. You can change the color of your fire breath to light things up to go green or blue or bright pink. I mean that would be pretty fun. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm just yeah. I want to I want to know if it's possible for yeah, the times it is that quite I possible. can like yeah not not maybe when it's just us because again like this is a lot of attention on me and I am yeah. really not comfortable. So what I'm you can sure do you is you use your pretty, I'm pretty sure you could kick out some pretty decent smoke ring. Well, that was yeah. I figured yeah. that could happen. If you would like to use a performance check at some time in the future to modify how your dragon breath and smoke rings appear and everything else for colors sounds good your imagination runs wild that could be fun i feel like at some point we're going to need to have a little bit of fun <laughs> there's your magic item it's a pipe <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah so well i would like i think we'll bring it all to a close with all the revelations and information you guys have had I hope you enjoyed the session. Indeed. It weren't too bored in all the information gathering. <laughs> well, now we now we know we uh, we have a fort to go uh, ruin. I mean, ruin a ruined fort to go a ruined to. fort to to reclaim. Next time, as to the renovate. Yeah, <laughs> to renovate. we're going to renovate the, the yeah. ruins in in twenty one minutes. And like instead of this old show. house, it's going to be this old fort. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. There's the title for the next show. This whole Hello, Grace. When we said we're going to flip it, we didn't mean it literally. You take all my fun away. <laughs> all right, all. I'm going to head out. Have a good night. All right. I hope you guys all Thank enjoyed you. it. Hopefully, it wasn't too boring of a, just an information gathering. Oh, it was all awesome. Good. As usual. I mean, I got to almost flip a table. So that was <laughs> so good. So good. I apologize. Good job, Chip, on I do apologize me. if I uh, railroaded you guys in a couple areas. Oh no! Well, you kind of had to because we weren't rolling very well. That's right. <laughs> I was just really glad the last one didn't bode in it. Like, it if I didn't, if I couldn't manage as a dragonborn to intimidate a priest, a human probably, priest at that, a human, human priest, priest at that. 
then then I probably would have just been like, guys, I'm out. Sorry. See you later. <laughs> good job. Good job not intimidating that elderly human man, that small, frail, elderly priest. Right. It's fine. There was no smoke or nothing. All good. After spending the day gathering and reporting information, our adventurers have new paths to explore. One they can attempt to discover if the vault inscription on Rhaenyra's father's box means something, or they can search out the fort. Possibly one of the old defense forts in the Tanglewood Forest. Tune in next time to see what path Adrock, Bowden, Chip, and Kelgrace choose. Thank you for listening to Smash, Loot, and Roll, and until next time, have a wonderful day 